everyone. Welcome to the Lawyer Lifter Podcast or Mel's Minutes, where I talk about lifting life and business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Lawyer Lifter Podcast. And what is it now? I am approaching three weeks exactly tomorrow. My son will be exactly three weeks old from his birth June 28th and we had just come off of that um, birth story and now what what's happening now Um, a lot of things and I think a lot of things that are topics that don't really get discussed um, you hear it kind of on the down low um, here and there during pregnancy and also on social media this thing called the fourth trimester and um, I will say that and you guys know I have a reputation of being extremely stoic extremely hard very um, unemotional and aggressive but there is a huge surge of hormones that enters your body first leaves your body um, and then another other hormones that enter your body to repair whatever damage that happened during delivery slash labor and also to now become a food producer and I I think during the nine months I was pregnant I always kind of was like yeah you know like I don't I, I didn't really ponder too much about like the body in terms of hormones what I did ponder coming from my powerlifting uh, background my competitive um, powerlifting background is just the oh when when will I be able to get medical clearance to start rehabilitating and rebuilding my muscle to get back on the competitive platform and that's what my focus was on and also oh well I need to do any pelvic floor repair, whatever, Um, my mind never went into the mental and emotional shift that comes from, seriously, like hormones. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I've cried or been in utter anguish or crazy um, just roller coaster since my son has been born. And it 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 really really makes you want to isolate yourself um to just go into um like a, a hole and wallow it's and but that's not the time to do that and so i wanted to share just how real it is postpartum I mean everybody you guys know that I had um, some serious physical issues postpartum but also I am really much very much struggling postpartum mentally and emotionally not to the extent according to my therapist (laughs) where it's something or you know you need to be I need to be medicated or whatever but I actually had um, I forced myself to maintain um, a, a therapy session with my therapist the other day um and I actually begged her for meds because I could not deal with the ups and downs and the insanity of the hormones surging through my body, which have just caused such a 
like emotional roller coaster. One of the big things I think that doesn't get um, said much on social media is this um, this view of women just flowing with milk and just being like able to feed their their children or their babies and I actually told myself uh, before winter was born like oh yeah you know if I can't um, be a food producer or whatever I'm totally chill with that but um, lo and behold, when you become a mother, you do want to do absolutely everything and you want to be able to feed, obviously, like basic necessities. You want to be able to feed your kid. And so because of the postpartum hemorrhaging that I experienced, there has been a delay in my milk supply so it's actually pretty uh, from what I understand from the village the only thing I'm really really grateful for is having the um, faith and the know-how which I really encourage all of you guys to do is to create a village before you give birth you know having a um, a doula, having a night nanny, having your pediatrician, your OBGYN, your therapist, like really forcing yourself to build that village that you will tap into because the the desire to just go into a hole and wallow and be ostracized and be lonely and think it's all you and baby is insane it's just it's completely insane and I think a lot also um, appreciation needs to be um, put like on the forefront with how much you change you know like you can't just me coming from a position where I could come and go you know my life revolved around my law firm my business and also, you know, working out and competing and just, you know, doing whatever. It just now you want to just be all about your kid. And um, that is a huge shift. I think that um, being 38, I am very happy that I am this older. I am older like this because there is no way... Um, financially speaking, mentally speaking, emotionally speaking, I could ever do what I'm doing or meet those challenges um, in my early 30s, in my late 20s. No way. I know myself in that way. And I think that for all the women out there who are just like trying to create earmarks, you don't have to, you you don't have to rush and also like the body is an amazing thing I hear it also from a lot of women like oh I don't know if I can conceive um this late in the game and it's like listen if I can conceive you can conceive (laughs) I and I say that I know there's other medical issues but really at the end of the day all I ever did was download an app the flow app I just continued to lift, continued to do me, um, and it's so funny. I'm pretty sure I was high when we conceived, and we conceived. (laughs) So um, age and whatever you used to do to your body um, shouldn't make you feel afraid. But circling back, um, the, the shift in having this 
what my my son at birth was seven pounds seven ounces having this seven pound kid just rattle your entire existence should be appreciated and also um back to this whole like social media portraying women to just be like gushing like just gallons i mean i'm i'm exaggerating just gushing milk that's um, I learned that is not all women. In fact, 70% of women struggle with breastfeeding and milk supply um, because you don't just whip out your boob and then all of a sudden you know it's actually a great effort to breastfeed. So let me tell you, like, number one, I had no idea there were stages of milk, right? From when you first give birth, like you're producing what they call colostrum and it's a little bit and that's enough for your baby because your baby's tummy is like really tiny. But um, baby also doesn't know how to suckle. They've been in your womb with a tube attached to them. So they didn't have to like digest they didn't have to like move their mouth they didn't have to make any effort to get fed so here's mom here's baby we have no fucking idea what we're doing um and somehow um what's portrayed is like boom you both know what you're doing that's absolutely not true um my nipples were sore and chafed and bloody and you just cry because you're just like why isn't this working out and I just want to dispel that myth like um it's okay if you struggle because it's actually very difficult for you and your kid to learn you both are learning and there's something called like latching onto your boob right and you I I think a lot of women have there, there's also like body issues too that women go through, you know, like your body is repairing itself, like you're seeing it change, um, you're expending so many calories at the same time. Um, I, for one, I think being older, I don't really look at my boobs as being like something sexual during this time, um, but it's like, I think women there are some who would have some difficulty with that shift from oh my boobs are like a attractive point or a point of sexuality they still are but it just you just shift into well now biologically like they're making milk they're they're your your kid like is depending on you to um create sustenance and so I learned right off the bat like that there's some struggle that there's struggle to get your kid to like latch onto your boob then on top of that like they don't know like how to like suckle so my kid he we la he latches pretty well but like he bites <laughs> like what he's like so he would just chomp and that obviously is painful, even though he's got no teeth. And like he's learning, right? And the thing about the very basic, like very crazy 
um, about the body is that the milk supply is like a supply and demand. So your body with the hormones will make milk if there is a demand for milk. So in order for, you know, someone like me, who's not just like flowing milk, like I don't just, you know, empty, like just cans like filled with milk I really really have to work on that milk supply because I had lost so much blood so that kind of puts that behind and I have to work at signaling to my body make more milk so I'm in this constant like cycle for now I mean I told you guys like I've just been I'm postpartum three weeks to starting like as of tomorrow and I'm in this like, sometimes I'm nursing, but actually every two hours I'm religiously pumping. Um, And that's because I want to give my kid like breast milk. I'm trying to build a supply because uh, I work. Like I, I work and that leads me to the criticism that I actually get now um, more than ever like why am I not taking like you know loads of time on maternity Um, I want to I do but I to feed my family I have to work (laughs) that's just um, and so however I think I still stand by my belief that women can do it all is just gonna look different and it's gonna be hard as fuck like that this is super hard for me I'm gonna just completely let everybody know it is super hard it's hard to be a lawyer it's hard to run a law firm where um I think a lot of people actually don't know uplift law um has no other partners has no other owners it's only Mel uh so Um, I am very proud of the fact that Uplift Law is now like comprised of, I believe, like we have 10 team members, including attorneys that, um, I mean, they don't do shit unless I bless it, which is huge for the law firm because the quality of work is always stellar. We all know what's going on. Hence, the leader has to come back to the law firm. But I'm also a mom dealing with all these hormonal shifts, which suck. So I've had to really block off some time during my workday to just... um, you know, focus on work and then go away to deal with whatever emotions I'm having and then hang out with my kid. And I think that that's, I don't know society wise when we're going to catch up with really honoring women and their journey into motherhood because um, I can only do what I'm doing because like I work from home because I run my own business. And I I do want to hand it to women who are in W-2 positions, who are employees, who go in office or who have those jobs where they have to be physically present. And, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know why other countries really, you know, honor their women, honor their mothers, um, when we're the only ones who can create life, um, I don't know when that's going to change for the United States and change more drastically for California. Um, 
And what's funny is that my law firm, we, we don't represent plaintiff employment um, litigants like uh, employees. We don't. We represent the employers. So I have now, I, ha- I now have more of an appreciation and more of a soft spot for my employers who are business owners to, if you're running W-2 employees, like to think about um, what he- just huge changes happen to women when they become mothers and I will tell you like I'm not one to exaggerate as you guys know Um, and all of the things I'm saying are completely real Um, for example like you know what do I know like uh, my son in the three weeks he's been alive has had a heat rash and projectile vomited like milk and I've died I've literally died because number one um, you're being a first-time mom you're both your strongest and weakest at the same time it's really crazy and you just worry like you're in this perpetual state of like worry I've caught myself looking at my kid like wondering like what is this what is like just looking for things to worry about (laughs) and so it's it's a very, don't tell my enemies, but yeah, I, for once in my entire life, I have literally found my match in a baby. Um, and it's, it's quite surreal, um, to, and it's, it's insane. So at the end of the day, I think that, um, we all should really, probably just not look at social media during this time, but really kind of look at it in a more, if you are more critical in that it's not like, it's not pretty, um, 24 seven. Is it, do I have moments where I'm just like, wow, like I cannot believe I made this human being. I'm so happy, but there are really, really ugly moments where, um, you're sad. You're like, angry you're lonely um you don't you know like know um you know who you are but you wonder like okay when will I get back to her or how will that change and it's really I hate to just keep saying it it's like it's nuts it's like your hormones and you have to you know, let it wash through you, but also like have some grace, which is why this episode is really dedicated to, you know, the beginnings of the fourth trimester. We just kind of forget about women once they pop the baby out. We just kind of think like, oh, they're cool. They have a baby. Everything's chill. Um, No, there's no freaking manual. There's no help unless you seriously go seek it. Or you have the resources, which is another catastrophe, I think, as well. If you don't have resources, then you are really left alone to figure things out. And you really don't, shouldn't have to figure things out. I will also say the reason I'm like such a proponent of having kids a little later in life is because I can't even imagine procreating with someone who's not like ride or die like your person it is so 
a shout out to the single parents, the young parents out there. It is so freaking difficult. Like that teamwork, um, that like bond you have with your husband or your partner or your whatever it is has to be completely strong. And on top of that, when you insert this like human being that you have to keep alive, um, it also shows where the strengths and weaknesses are are in your own relationship. Um, This is so, um, for everybody out there who just thinks that motherhood right after birth is just like, oh, glorious, it is. But we need to also be real and discuss and talk about the fact that um, after delivery, after baby, it can be very ugly and reach out talk to your friends who've just given birth, um, be supportive. It's a very temporary time, um, in which we become crazy or whatever. Um, but be there for them. And also like I, in a very non-Mel way, my, um, OBGYN and my pediatrician have read, like they were talking to me about, you know, don't obsess over this breast milk situation. It's really, really hard not to because as a mom, you want to be able to feed your kid your own stuff. But um, they have kept saying to me this phrase, fed is best, which means feed your kid, whatever you can feed your kid. Um, that is one small part of being a mom is breast milk. One small part in one like section of their life um, and do all you can do. So I'll share my milk situation as we go along. Um, I am on, I, it's insane how this has changed me, you know, as an athlete Um I didn't even really take supplements. Like I would take creatine and I would have protein, but that's it, right? And it's so funny now postpartum, I am like literally taking all the lactation protein, all the lactation supplements, all the lactation snacks um, just to um, like inspire more milk production since I'm a little bit behind the eight ball given what had happened postpartum hemorrhaging. So, you know, I do want to share this journey. I do want to say that um, not everything on social media is the same for everybody. And in fact, the truth is that 70%, as I mentioned, of women struggle with their milk supply. Um, in the beginning. It ultimately, you know, with a lot of effort comes. But again, breastfeeding isn't like whip out your boob and your kid just knows. It's so hard. It is so um, frustrating. It is so um, challenging and hurtful. But the thing is, like, your kid doesn't even no, like your kid just wants to be with you, um, obviously needs to be fed. Again, fed is best. I am trying to tell myself that all the time. My kid has breast milk and then tops off with formula. 
and is eating like every two, two and a half hours. Um, so hopefully that milk supply will come in relatively soon. But also for the working moms out there too, um, it sucks. It does. It really like I've had to now invest in a second breast pump because um, I you know, like the breast pump that I have from insurance that was free, uh, Spectra is just not working for my mobility and just kind of like my, the, my work environment. And then, you know, there's so many just hiccups with pumping too, you know, like no one talks about it. Getting the right shit to fit you not you know so that it doesn't hurt or like it's squeezing you the right way getting the right bra it's like it's insane the amount of money to invest and then also just the mental and emotional anguish as well that goes into this entire process like you if you heard my like my husband's still on pto thank god we're looking for like a daytime nanny part-time but it's it's so insane you have to actually will yourself out of the house and go back slowly into real life um it's so for everybody out there um this is part one of Mel's postpartum journey. I am just, um, don't even trip. I am just waiting for medical clearance, um, to get back into the gym. Uh, hopefully that happens in four weeks. And also I am waiting for my son to get his shots, which happens when he's two months because bet that he and I will be back at the gym lifting heavy. So stay tuned for another episode of Lawyer Lifter Podcast. And that wraps up the Lawyer Lifter Podcast, aka Mel's Minutes. Catch this episode on Apple or Spotify. See you next time.